<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, March 10th, Mario Day. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Reggie fils joins GameStop's board of directors. Nintendo is doing something with LEGO that's probably not a video game, but could be. Resident Evil 3 remakes, safe rooms are safe again. The coronavirus is affecting more video game and video game adjacent events. And it's Mario Day, which is the perfect excuse to talk about my favorite Mario game. Former Nintendo of America COO Reggie fils joins GameStop's board of directors. Nintendo's former chief operating officer of Nintendo of America, Reggie fils who was and in some ways continues to be a charismatic meme generator for Nintendo, retired from the company last year and since then has been tweeting the occasional tweet and appearing on podcasts to discuss his professional history, and he also gives lectures at Cornell occasionally, but Yesterday, he announced that he would be joining GameStop's board of directors. fils tweeted, The gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop. I look forward to being part of GameStop Corporate's board and helping to make this happen. fils joins two other new board members, William Simon and James Samancic, who have history with Walmart and PetSmart, respectively. This new board of directors represents a big refresh for GameStop's board of directors. From the press release announcing the new appointment, GameStop writes after years of distinguished service for directors, Dan DiMatteo, Gerald Sispansky, Larry Zalavi, and Steve Coonan have decided to retire from the board effective in June 2020 and will not stand for re-election at the company's 2020 annual meeting of stockholders. In addition, Two current directors, Jerome Davis and Tom Kelly, have decided to retire from the board effective June 2021 and will not stand for re-election at the company's 2021 annual meeting. Kathy Vrabak, GameStop's lead independent director, will succeed Mr. DiMatteo as board chair. So, needless to say, GameStop is really trying to start fresh here with a new group of, you know, smart, professional People to hopefully turn things around for the company, which has been having a hard time recently. fils will officially join the board and begin his professional duties on April 20th. This is undoubtedly an impressive acquisition for GameStop. As a member of the board of directors, fils won't really be dealing with day-to-day decisions for GameStop, but he will have substantial influence on the direction of the company as it moves forward, and I really can't Think of anyone who would be in a better position to help the company, both with internal decisions, because I think fils is a genuinely smart guy who knows video games well, but also from the outside, it just looks good to have, you know, the Reginator uh, be involved with the company. My history with GameStop is, of course, complicated as my position with Game Informer was affected by the parent company's layoffs, 
But I really do think this is some of the best and most surprising news GameStop has had in some time. We'll see if fils influence can help in the long term, but certainly in the short term, he will be a positive influence, even if we're just talking about the outside perception of the company. Nintendo is teasing something with Lego and Super Mario. So far this morning, at the time of this recording, Nintendo's March 10th Mario Day celebrations have been small, kind of like anyone over the age of 21 celebrating their birthday. But it did have one interesting tweet that implies something exciting for the future. Nintendo tweeted, Something fun is being built. Stay tuned. Hashtag Lego Hashtag Lego Super Mario, and then it tagged at Lego underscore group on Twitter. Accompanying the tweet is a short video of what appears to be a Mario minifig with a rotating question mark block on its chest. It almost looks like a tiny little screen or something. Mario's mouth also looks like it's made of the same almost screen-like material. It also has some sound effects, one of which I don't think is from Mario, followed by one that is definitely familiar. Here are the two sound effects. Let me know if that first one is from some Mario game, because I don't recognize it immediately. After those sound effects play and you see the the minifig, logos for Lego and Super Mario appear briefly on screen with some legalese about trademarks. The first thing I checked for with the legalese was to see if it mentioned Warner Brothers Interactive or TT Games in any way. It didn't, but if that were the case, it would be safe to assume that maybe a Lego Mario video game might be in the works. But I'm thinking this is just a tease for some kind of upcoming Mario Lego set, which is exciting for different reasons. Resident Evil 3's Nemesis cannot enter safe rooms in the remake. This is a story that was going around recently about the upcoming Resident Evil 3 remake that was worrying, but in a kind of interesting way that really would have made the game all the more absolutely terrifying. It is well known that in Resident Evil, the safe rooms with their often candlelit interiors and soft piano soundtracks are usually the only place that you know you are truly safe. But reports were going around online following some hands-on impressions from an issue of official Xbox magazine OXM of the Resident Evil 3 remake that Nemesis, the unkillable monster that chases you over the course of the whole game, could in fact enter safe rooms. This is apparently, thankfully, not the case according to a story from Chris Burke with Games Radar, a website that is affiliated with OXM. Burke writes, in this month's official Xbox Magazine's hands-on impressions of the game, OXM reported on needing to dodge past the nemesis when he broke into a room with a progress-saving typewriter. This location was not, in fact, a designated safe room. The clues in the music, as is traditional in the Resi franchise, and not all save points are in safe rooms. So, With that update, we can all relax a little bit knowing that once you hear that piano music, you will be genuinely safe from Nemesis.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Coronavirus cancels South by Southwest and delays or cancels a number of EA tournaments. The coronavirus is still affecting travel around the world, which is continuing to affect various video game events. South by Southwest is not a dedicated video game destination. It's mostly about music and movies, but video games do have a place there. It has officially been canceled this year, a directive from the city of Austin, Texas, due to health concerns. Aaron Carson reported on the cancellation for CNET, writing in a statement on the South by Southwest website, organizers said they'd comply with the city's directions. We are devastated to share this news with you. The show must go on is in our DNA, and this is the first time in 34 years that the March event will not take place. We are now working through the ramifications of this unprecedented situation, the statement says. It goes on to say that organizers are looking into the possibility of rescheduling as well as providing a virtual South by Southwest online experience as soon as possible for 2020 participants, starting with South by Southwest EDU. Additionally, due to health concerns, Electronic Arts recently detailed how its planned series of upcoming gaming tournaments will be affected writing on its website. The novel coronavirus, COVID-19, is impacting communities around the world, including the gaming industry. As a result, we are providing the following updates for the Apex Legends Global Series and the EA Sports FIFA 20 Global Series. You can find a link to the full list of postponements and cancellations in the show notes. But the short version is that online qualifying events are still good to go, but pretty much all the events that require contestants show up in person have been postponed or wholesale canceled. E3 remains a holdout in all of this with no cancellation announced, though the organizers have said that they are watching the situation closely. I'm pessimistic about the show happening this year, but the coronavirus could also be a distant memory by the time June rolls around. Frankly, I would love for that to be the case. Shenmue 3 is getting its final DLC on March 17th. This is more a story for me because I weirdly don't know how many people really care about Shenmue 3. I actually met someone recently who was wearing a tomato convenience store shirt, which is the store you frequent in the original Shenmue, and you can find a tomato store in Shenmue 3 as a fun callback. But I asked that person what they thought of the end of Shenmue 3, and they admitted that they had not played it yet. So I'm, I I just don't think even the people who have a lot of nostalgia for the original Shenmue, I don't know a lot if a lot of them went and played Shenmue 3. But 
Regardless of all that, Shenmue 3 is getting its final DLC after the Battle Rally and Story Quest DLC. The final DLC is coming March 17th, and it's called Big Mary Cruise. Here are some details from the press release. In Big Mary Cruise, a new cruise ship has arrived in Yawu Harbor. There's no better way to relax than with some gambling and adventure on a luxurious cruise ship. Various types of entertainment can be enjoyed, as well as participating in challenge missions, which can only be played while on board. Rio also has a chance to gain new outfits that can be obtained by clearing mini-quests encountered in this final DLC offering. So, not to spoil anything, but Shenmue 3 does end on a boat, so I was hoping this DLC might look a little beyond the ending of the game, but it turns out that's not the case. So, I guess I will be waiting for Shenmue 4 to see what happens next. You can find my review of Shenmue 3 as well as my spoiler-filled thoughts on the ending of Shenmue 3 on IGN.com. Langrisseer 1 and 2 is out for Switch, PS4, and PC today for $49.99. It's a tactical strategy game series that has been around since 1991. It's the kind of series that likely appeals to the Fire Emblem fan, with anime-style cutscenes occurring between strategy battles. Today's release is a bundle that remakes the first two Langrisseer games with updated visuals and Japanese voice acting. Also out today is Warzone, the free-to-play Call of Duty Battle Royale mode that was announced only yesterday. I would call it a surprise announcement, but it experienced so many leaks that it was hard to be surprised by it when it was finally officially revealed. I covered it extensively yesterday, and I definitely plan on playing it today, so I will probably talk about it again even more tomorrow after I've spent some time with it. But it feels like Activision and Call of Duty's first stab at a mainline living Call of Duty game. It's Battle Royale, it's free-to-play, and by the time you're listening to this episode of the show, it should be available to download for everyone. As a fan of Blackout, Call of Duty Black Ops 4's Battle Royale mode, I am eager to check this out. If you're an Android user, today is also the first day of the Gwent beta for Android devices. Gwent is the standalone mobile version of the popular card game that appeared in The Witcher 3 as a sort of long-term side quest you could play through the course of the game. It has been available on other platforms for some time, but today Android users can check it out. I will put a link to sign up for the beta in the show notes. Today is Mario Day, so I thought it would be a good excuse to talk about my favorite Mario game of all time, which might be unexpected. I don't have a lot of love for 2D Mario. The SNES was my first console that I owned, and I acquired it late, late enough for it to include a copy of Donkey Kong Country, so that became my 2D platformer of choice, and I just never really got into Super Mario World. Super Mario 64 was incredible and a game changer for me, and I, I frankly consider it my second favorite Mario game and still revisit it every few years. But my favorite Mario game, which I don't think is the top of the heap favorite for many, is Super Mario Galaxy. Mario didn't invent the platforming genre, but it did popularize it and arguably perfect it. And the thing that absolutely blew my mind about Super Mario Galaxy is how it takes the core element of the platformer after the act of jumping, the actual platform, the thing you jump on, and it just turned it on its head. 
The first time I took a flying leap into orbit around a planet just blew my mind in a way a video game had not done in years at that point. I was in college when I played the game, and it had been a long time since I experienced something so profoundly new and fun in a video game, and I just I loved it. And then on top of that, it really genuinely felt like I was constantly doing new things throughout the entire game. Few, if any, tricks are repeated twice in that game. The orchestrated soundtrack is incredible, and with the octagonal uh, control stick on the Wii, it really is my favorite experience controlling Mario. Even using the motion control to make Mario spin was a satisfying experience, as it, it really didn't require any accuracy. It was just fun to perform that simple whip action to make Mario attack, or just close that tiny bit of gap in that jump that you didn't think you were going to make. I had a great time with all the follow-ups, Mario Galaxy 2, 3D World, and Odyssey. Odyssey is probably the best of those three, but my initial experience with Mario Galaxy, launching myself into space and long jumping my way into orbit is really just impossible to beat. I would love to see both of the Mario Galaxies come to Switch in high definition so I can revisit them and give them to my kid so she can play it for 10 minutes while I look over her shoulder saying, isn't this amazing? While she shrugs with disinterest and eventually says, can I watch TV now? Because, you know, that's what being a parent is all about. That's it for video game news today. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to Kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator. I'm playing through Black Mesa right now. And you can find me on the MinMax show for more long-form video game discussion. We just relaunched MinMax. It's got all new art, all new logos, all new shows. Go check it out if you haven't already. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. <laughs>